Hello you, welcome back to another episode of Actors Making It, the podcast where I talk to actors about their journey to making it in whatever way making it means to them. Sorry it's been so long, how have you been? I uh, I had to take a little break from podcasting as things have gotten very busy of late between work and editing Ghosted and getting ready for the big move to London, which seems to be creeping up extremely fast as it's only seven and a half weeks away now. A little bit of downtime was needed. Um, Good news though, Ghosted, my short film, has been submitted to a number of film festivals and as luck would have it, has received its first official festival selection for the Silicon Valley Queer Film Festival. So if that's a location that you're around, definitely check it out. I'd love to hear what you think. This week's guest, though, is London-based actor and model Stephen Stallone. So, like me, Stephen has also produced his own work with his film Unwashed. And in this week's episode, very interestingly, we talk about how he used his short film to market himself to casting directors while it was still doing the rounds at festivals, which I thought was really interesting because, obviously, having just done it myself, but... I think a lot of us think when we've produced something for a festival, we feel like we can't do anything with that until it's finished the festival run well. Think again. Um, It was really interesting to hear Stephen's thoughts around how he thinks is the right way to get in front of people like casting directors, etc. So definitely listen out to that part of the podcast. We also talk about how he has been approached directly by an agent in the US pretty unexpectedly, um, just from seeing his work and and what he's been up to and what that now means for him and his family. Um, Thank you for coming back. If you do feel so inclined i would love it if you could give me give the podcast a little bit of a rating obviously it uh, boosts and puts the podcast in front of other people so feel free to give a rating and a little review if you can but until next time i hope you enjoy this week's conversation with Stephen. and as always good luck on your own journey to making it okay so As you know, over the past few years, self-tapes have become the norm and they are being used by more and more industry professionals to cast all sorts of productions. I've personally recorded self-tapes for theatre and TV and film and commercials, and it makes life easier for casting as they can see more options. But what isn't easy for us actors is finding someone to read for us in the moment that we need them. That's where We Audition comes in. We Audition is an online video chat community where you can call someone that has marked themselves available and they will read for you for your audition. You can use We Audition to rehearse, film, or just ask questions that may help your audition. Last year, I had an actor contact me who had never drank alcohol, who just wanted to know how to play drunk. Um, you can sign up to We Audition to be a reader yourself. I log into We Audition most days and I just leave it on and people call and I accept and I help them with their auditions. So you can earn a little extra cash doing that and you can just meet some great people. I even helped one of the main cast of Morning Moors tape an audition towards the end of last year. Look, it's a great platform and if you're going to sign up to be a reader, it basically pays for itself. So if you want to sign up to be a reader on We Audition, you can get 25% off using the Actors Making It discount code MAKINGIT. So just go to www.weaudition.com and use the code MAKINGIT when you sign up. Hi, Stephen. Welcome to Actors Making It. Hello. How are you? I am really well. It's early and I've, uh, I've had two coffees, so I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm pumped, pumped for a good conversation. 
comes to life. <laughs> so you're, are you in London? Yes, I'm in East London at the moment. I'm in, I'm exactly in Walthamstow, if you know the area. Um, but if you don't, I think so. I think is that near? Is that near Elephant and Castle? It's not far. It's not far. I mean, it's it's probably around a ooh, forty minute cycle, fifty minute cycle. Oh, maybe. then it's not where I'm. It's not where I'm thinking of them. Yeah, <laughs> there's but another I'm, one starting with W. To, I'm closer to um, Hackney, Dalston, Shoreditch. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm that way. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm going to be living in Elephant and Castle when I uh, get over. Okay. I'm pretty sure there's some like a, a neighbouring suburb that starts with a W. That's why I thought uh, doesn't matter. Ge- geography is irrelevant right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, again, thank you for joining me. I love uh, having conversations with actors and hearing all about their um, their journey. So uh, very keen to have a chat. I've been having a look at your um, material that you sent over this morning and. You've done you've done quite a bit, so I'm keen to keen to get into it. Um, I I kind of like to always start with the the question, why acting? How did you kind of come into this crazy 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 yes. industry? <laughs> yeah, it's like a mad roller coaster, isn't it? Um, as you know. Yeah. Um, do you know what I? For me, acting is expression. I feel like it's the only time I actually feel like I'm in the moment. And it's really hard unless you're an actor, you you get what I mean, right? So it's like, you go through life and you're always thinking about what's next. And, you know, you're never really thinking about the moment. You're always thinking about the past or the future. Whereas an actor, you feel like you're just like you're being. And it's really hard to describe that. But but being able to take on other characters as well is amazing. Like being able to adopt uh, someone else and Mm -hmm. tell their story. Um, whatever that story might be, it's it's just such a fulfilling experience. Um, and my background's in theatre primarily, so okay. like being able to carry a character from beginning to end um, and see an audience be involved in that and, and with you through the whole process is amazing. Um, there's nothing else like it. I mean, I love it. The industry is crazy, <laughs> um, <laughs> but the acting itself is yeah, it's it's yeah, it's pretty incredible. Yeah, of course. Is it some, is acting something that you've always wanted to do uh, since you were a kid or is it something that came you know to you what? later in life? It's, it, it came to me a bit later, to be honest. I, my background, oh God, it's such a big story, Danny. I don't know if it's... If That's got fine. Time. That's what we're but, here uh, for. <laughs> I, I've always been like quite creative. I've always been like someone who's out there. I'm a talent show kid. So when I was young, I did a lot of talent shows, um, but mostly like singing and performing, dancing um but then uh when I was in school and moving into college my parents were like you need to do something very stable go into law and I was like no I don't want to do law it's not what I want but you know ethnic parents and I'll get into that later on as well okay (laughs) but but, um so um long story short I actually um moved into like um uh doing a degree which was um primarily it was a bachelor of science bachelor of honors rather in um, multimedia information systems design which is part technical part creative um, and the creative element was sort of learning about 3d studio max animation um, and like lighting modeling rigging uh, the stuff you basically see on harry potter and a lot of like 3d 3d films special effects visual effects um, but then off the back of that I ended up working at a law firm because my dad was like oh you know you need to go into law and my my um tutors at university got me a really good placement and they were like we've got a law, a law firm who really like you blah blah so I ended up doing that for a year and I hated it um but my manager at the time 
um, knew that I wanted to move into like film and TV. And so he got me an internship for a film company in Soho. Um, and then I was like, I wasn't doing exactly what I wanted to do. I was behind camera. So I was working more in special special effects, visual effects. Um, but I was realized this is the environment that I want to be in. Right? I was like, this is like it. Um, yeah. Regardless of what like, you know, parents might say. Um, so off the back of that, I moved to Australia for a year. So I lived in Australia okay. for a year as well. Lived in Surrey Hills. Um, worked in production. So as an editor, video editor, worked on Big Brother in Brisbane, um, near the Gold Coast. Um, and then off the back of doing that, I came back to the UK and I thought, Do you know what? I still want to like move into more of a creative field. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know if it was acting per se, but I ended up auditioning um, actually for an Australian an Australian channel that was presenting content in the UK back to Australia to, to say like, oh yeah, you know, this is what happens in the UK if you want to, ever want to come here. Um, I ended up auditioning for that as a as a VJ, like, you know, basically a VJ slash host presenter. Okay. Um, ended up ended up getting that. And then that segued me into acting because my agent started getting castings for like TV, film and theatre. So I started applying for that through her didn't have a clue what I was doing going to auditions and castings and like oh can we see your items can we see your profiles and like <laughs> what are you talking about I've never done it before so I just was just not clued up so I spoke to my agent I said you know I what 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 can I do I, I really love what I'm doing but I don't know what this whole acting game is and she was like you need to go to drama school so she basically got me into a drama school um and the fees weren't as high because I went through her which was amazing at the time um so I attended drama school and then, it, yeah, it's kind of like a gradual pro- progression, really. It wasn't really, yeah. it wasn't acting per se, but I knew it was within that arena. But then <clears> when I, when I started drama school, um, my, my first class, I was like, this is great. This is like where I want to be. Uh, and yeah. then, yeah, then it kind of like snowballed. But anyway, I could talk forever. <laughs> I'm sure you've got more questions. But, um, yeah, that's, that's fine. We, we can, we can talk as long <laughs> as you like. So, um, so obviously you, what I hear there is you, did attempt the I guess what we would call the traditional kind of career route yeah initially Um, yeah I did (laughs) yeah did did uh, now that you've moved into the the acting kind of career how do your parents feel now that you're in this kind of industry well I feel like I feel like well it's, it's been one of those things I feel like generally like my family are they're quite supportive just because they realize that I'm now doing something that I I love to do and it's something that I I don't know it's something that I feel like very at home doing and I'm doing okay so far yeah. uh, so it's it's um yeah it's a tricky one it's a tricky one I think they don't understand it's hard for people who are in the industry to understand the ups and downs of the industry because obviously mm-hmm. you know you might be filming for like a, like a month or a few weeks and then it's like really quiet and then nothing happens and then it's like snowballs again so it's just getting people used to that way of living because mm-hmm. a lot of older people are used to you know an office job and going in every single day and the structure of like nine to five and um yeah so I think that you know they have my family have got used to it but it's just it's it's been a process I'll, I'll say that yeah <laughs> yeah I can imagine um I mean I've for me personally, acting has been something that's been a constant des- dream or desire since I was a kid. So yeah. my parents have always been supportive of it. But um, you're lucky. This is great, Danny. Like I, li- I, I wish I had that growing up. It was never the case. My mum was a bit more like, um, just do what you enjoy. 
yeah. like that was amazing. My dad was just always just like, be academic, be a doctor, be you know yeah. a, a dentist, be a lawyer. But that's very much like Caribbean. My parents are from the Caribbean, right? So I've got Caribbean okay. background, like um, Trinidad, uh, where my mum's from, and then Jamaica, where my dad's from, and so there it's like. They're like, who does acting? Who does acting? Like, is that a thing? Like, that career? <laughs> so they just don't get it. Um, it it, so it, yeah, it always makes me laugh. Does it always makes me laugh? The the question or the the what's the word? The um the perception of is acting a career? It's like, yeah. well, obviously it is because you watch TV, yeah. you watch movies, you see people doing yeah. this. Obviously, yeah, it's, exactly. it's it's a sustainable it's a career. It's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and if it wasn't for actors, I don't think any of us would have got through the pandemic over the last couple of years. So. Well, exactly. Like, it got loads of people through it. And I feel like, I mean, that's one of the things. Like, growing up, you always watch, you watch TV, right? And I yeah. I didn't per se go, oh, like, I want to be an actor. Because I kind of didn't really know at that point either how I would even go about doing that. I just knew mm-hmm. that I wanted to be doing something that was creative. Um, yeah. Be it, you know, in film or, like, as a presenter or a VJ or at events but I didn't really know until my agent segued me into that because I mm-hmm. I don't know I didn't, I didn't really know where to start to be honest because I you know I hadn't attended drama school I'd, I'd yeah. done a lot of um, talent shows in school but even then no one really said oh yeah maybe acting's good for you or maybe it was never really that push um, yeah until I started getting castings and auditions through this yeah through the agent like, I think through it's... my presenting agent which is very bizarre but yeah yeah sure I think it's really um, a kind of interesting point that you've just made there about didn't know how to go about it and, and what to do, which I think is really kind of common in the industry, especially with, um, um, you know, a lot of people just kind of wake up one day and go, oh, I want to be an actor. Yeah. Let's, let's do this. But it's not, the, I don't, I feel like there's not really a lot of information or a lot of, uh, it's not really common knowledge around how you kind of get there. People just go, yeah. okay, I'm going to be an actor and then think that that's, that's, yeah, it's an easy, it's an easy choice. It's a lot of work um, guys. to make. It is so much work. God, so much work. If, if only it was as easy as going. Yeah. Right, I'm going to be an actor today, yeah. and and tomorrow I'm going to get cast, and everybody's yeah. going to know my name. Um, <laughs> yeah. When you, whether it was before you first started actually acting, but um, or, or, or when you started, what was your at that point? Not now. What was your idea of what? making it was to you so what I mean by that is at the time did you say right when I when I've done this I'll know I've made it as an actor like what's your what was your dream of making it yeah I think for me from what I've seen probably like what when I've done a a a featured film playing a lead winning awards, like basically all the gloss for me, like, you know, <laughs> Academy Awards and BAFTAs, etc. And um, which is what everyone wants, obviously. Like, I'm not saying I would mm-hmm. turn an award down, but, um, you know, a lot of time you do see the gloss and you don't really see, you know, what goes into it and understanding, you know, the, the like I said earlier, the actual undertones of what you're doing and, and where that appreciation comes from, what you actually enjoy. Um, yeah. You don't really see that. And also, you know, realising that you could be acting for years in theatre, which might not, or, or in a show, which might not pick up those awards or that the gloss, but you still feel very fulfilled in what you're doing. It doesn't take mm-hmm. away or discredit the fact that you're a credible actor. You're just in yeah. a different place, you know? So, um, yeah. Have you, has your opinion, has your opinion changed on what making it means to you now? 
Yeah, hundred percent. I feel like now for me, I mean, I I still would love to get those awards. Oh, of course. Right I mean, that's the but, that's the, the holy grail, yeah, right? It's the goal. It's, it's the goal. <laughs> but I mean, I I would be very um, happy and like fulfilled just being um, in a role that is multifaceted and like sorry, multifaceted, um, layered and a detailed role, which kind of gave me that fulfillment. Um, quite happy just doing that, to be honest. Um, without all the awards around it, I, I think I'd be very fulfilled as long as I'm able to live my life while doing it. Yeah. I think for me, it's more just about the feeling and what I get from it as opposed to all the gloss. And sometimes yeah. I can be very empty, you know, if you're, if you're doing a role which you hate, but you've got, you know, all the accolades on top of it, and but it means nothing to you, then it doesn't fulfill you. It doesn't fulfill your soul. Then there's no point in doing it. You know, if you could be yeah. dead tomorrow and then not be fulfilled, then what's the point right i think i think the, i think probably covid and the pandemic taught us that yeah no I, I i definitely agree and i think what a lot of people don't kind of think about or realize when they're just starting out because they just see the gloss um is at the end of the day acting is a job it yeah it is work so and sometimes you're going to be working on things that don't fulfill you and you don't like and um don't make necessarily make you feel happy um but the whole point of a job is to to make money and exactly um, and pay your bills right and feed yourself so if you get to be in a position where you're also fulfilled and enjoying it that's uh, i think just um just a bonus yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. yeah so excuse me with um where where would you say you're at in your acting career at the moment Um, oh god that's such a big question danny uh i feel like (laughs) i'm at a very very much a crossroads i so i've done i've done a lot i've done what i've wanted to do you know like i said before i started off in theater it's a lot of off west end stuff I've, i've performed in shows and i've really enjoyed that element of of my career um and I've worked across quite a lot of campaigns uh, um, in the acting field, but also um, working as a commercial model and working across different commercials and worked with some really big brands like Nokia and um, Renault and Kenko and Energizer and Vodafone, like all of these brands, which is great. Um, but I still feel like I'm at this point where it'd be quite nice to do some work, not only in this location in the UK, but also abroad as well. Um, okay. And I feel like that's a movement at the moment. Like I like I mentioned earlier before, we started rolling that. I'm currently in talks with my agent about doing some um, work over in LA. Um, so that's okay. kind of in talks. And it's I've been having back-to-back Zoom calls like this. <laughs> some like quite late, because obviously the time difference and uh, yeah. castings and self-taping and um, chemistry reads. So it's just been a lot. Um, but I feel like I'm at a crossroads and I feel like maybe next year we'll probably be able to converse again. I might be somewhere else, who knows? But it's, yeah, it's, it's all a journey, isn't it? And, I, and what I've kind of learned yeah. is to enjoy that journey um, and kind of be in, be in the moment with that. Because sometimes mm-hmm. all these things can happen so quickly and before you know it, you're at the end of it and you're like, what, what's, yeah. what just happened? You know, so it's just enjoying those moments and, and the process. Yeah, I think it's... Um... Like when, when you're on that journey, uh, I mean, I, I obviously I like the word journey and we use that a lot, but I think it's, it's very easy to get, I suppose, stuck in, uh, as you were saying before, about not being in the moment of focusing yeah. on what's next, what's next, what's next. Yeah. Um, and then you're not necessarily enjoying, 
enjoying where you are, which can be can be off-putting as an actor. I, not off-putting yeah. is probably the wrong word. It can be, I guess it can be demoralizing if you feel like yeah. you're not at a point where you feel you should be. But ultimately yeah. you're, always, you're always at the point where you should be. Um, yeah. So well, let's talk about your, I guess, career in the UK first, and then we can talk about your, uh, your desire for, for moving further afield. Um, okay. So talk to me, I suppose, about your progression as an actor and what you what you focus on uh, since school and so do you work outside of acting at the moment or are you a full-time actor no Danny so now I'm I've just gone full-time acting since 20, 2020 so end of June um okay. so the past two years which have been very scary because I've always gone I've worked in production right in tv production so I've mm-hmm. always what I used to do and what I've done in the past is do like a contract for six months as an editor or mm-hmm. as like a you know a producer for example um to kind of like get that stability and then I'm like oh, okay right I can breathe now then I'll focus on acting but I've since the pandemic hit I I've got to a point and I was like let's just do it let's just do it see what happens if it lasts three months then I'll just go back to production if it doesn't if it doesn't work out I've got options but Touch wood, it's been okay and it's been two years. So to answer your question, um, I, yeah, I've been acting full-time for the past uh, two years now. So yeah, yeah, cool. Okay. So talk to me, I guess, about the the journey to getting to that point and perhaps the, I guess, the mental health aspect that might yeah. come with taking that leap or feeling, sorry, I'm kind of asking a hundred questions in one, which is, not, <laughs> <It's all right. laughs> which is, which is never <laughs> ideal. Um, but yeah, I guess I'm just keen to hear how you, you know, the, the steps that you took to get yourself to a point to feel that you were in a position to take the leap and go, right, I'm, I'm comfortable with pursuing acting full time and not needing to, I don't know, work in a bar or work as an editor or sure. whatever it was that you were sure. doing to make money before. Yeah, I, I I think for me, from my perspective, I mean, the mental health element is really important. I'm glad you you tapped off on that because because uh, it's a it's a really big thing, especially as an actor. There's so much anxiety around everything, the, the lack of control, mm-hmm. the waiting, like you know, creating your own opportunities. Um, but for me, I got to a point whereby I was working in in TV and in production, but my acting work began to be more of a um it took more of a center stage so I found Mm -hmm. myself working in production but then you know being requested for castings like up to three or four times a a week and so I kind of got to a point where I was like actually that the demand here is growing there's something here um and it was a big leap but I just I kind of just got to the point where my in my life when I just thought you know what the time is now and if I don't do this now and really push it you know, when when will I do it, basically? But I, I got to a mm-hmm. point where I the demand was increasing for me to go and attend castings and auditions, and I was booking more. So I think okay. that was the kind of um, signal for me to say, OK, let's just focus on the acting purely and see, and see what happens um, okay. from, my, from my perspective. Do you think that there was a, a shift in the industry at all that has led to, to that from a casting perspective? Yeah, I, think, I feel like... Um, I think especially in my end, I think obviously uh, I'm, you know, as someone of colour and, you know, my, my background, it can be quite difficult um, in the UK to book roles, like, because it's, it's, it's not always, um, what, what's the word? Um, 
there's not a huge market, I guess, is what I'll say for, for someone yeah. like myself in, in the market. Um, but there's been a lot that's happened, I think, especially with regards to like, you know, the Black Lives, like Black Lives Matter movement. And um, mm-hmm. there, there's definitely been a, a, a shift. I think a lot of casting directors and productions um, have realised that, you know, diversity is important. It's an important to reflect what, um, what, what, what's reality in society basically so reflect the people that we see out and about in tv film commercials and how important that is and how much people need to see it and want to see it i think that became a lot more clear over the past three years and i think yeah i think the black lives matter movement definitely did did help that um because i think a lot of these people these key people saw that you know there is demand for it um, and people were fed up with seeing the same look on TV or across these platforms. And so I think there's definitely been a shift and that's been beneficial for me. I think there's definitely been more openings for castings. I'm hoping that my talent is also part of it. But, uh, <laughs> I'm sure it is. I'm sure that's a, that's a big player. <laughs> but um, yeah, but I think there's definitely been a shift and it's for the better. I, I, there's still room for um, improvement, for sure. Mm-hmm. There's still room for development and change, but I feel like it's gradually shifting yeah. yeah so before that shift um we kind of obviously mentioned it but I haven't touched on it too much yet what was the talk to me about I guess your headspace and mental health around acting and obviously your look and what you brought to the table before that kind of shift happened yeah so I mean you know again I was still I was still booking stuff and I was still part okay. of you know I, I, I was still getting requests but I felt like um especially from what I've seen on TV in the UK and what I've seen going into casting rooms has definitely been, apart from being like the only ethnic person, which I, I often am in, in casting rooms, um, I definitely see a visual difference, be it, okay. you know, crew, behind camera, um, and also in terms of castings as well. Um, and even when I, once I've been booked, the people that I'm working with, the other talent, it's definitely been more of a mix of people types of people mm-hmm. you know be it asian black you know uh mixed or whatever I, it's definitely been a, a range of different people which has been quite a, a big thing for me yeah um what's the other question i think you mentioned uh, mental health i was asking yeah i was asking about i guess your mental health around acting because you know as we know it's a it's a journey there's a lot yeah. of um there's a lot of no's well actually there's not a lot of no's there's just a lot of crickets um (laughs) (laughs) submitting auditions that feel like they go into the ether um you know what was your how how have you managed i suppose sorry how have you managed have how have you experienced i suppose any kind of mental health struggles and if so how what's your way of kind of dealing with that to keep to keep going sure I think that's an excellent question. I, um, so to start off with, I feel like from my perspective, um, for me, it was something whereby I had to learn when going into a casting room or submitting self-tapes that that final decision wasn't my, I wasn't in control of that, basically. Mm -hmm. So what I mean by that is learning to switch off. So what I used to do when I used to, you know, send my self-tapes and such, I used to send them in and then, um, I would, you know, once the commercial would come on TV, I'd try and find out who's, who's booked it or whatever. And if, you know, I, I'd analyse it a lot and I'd go, oh gosh, or maybe, you know, that person booked it because of, because of such and such. And I've just realised to cut myself off and go, okay, submit the tape, 
you're not in control of it or you know if you're attending a casting audition you're not in control of what happens just because you haven't booked it doesn't mean you haven't done a great job many great amazing actors don't book a role it could be anything from you know being too tall being too short you know maybe they've made a different casting decision maybe the role just didn't fit the production anymore the role might have been dropped but you haven't been told about it like there's so many variables and just knowing mm. that you're not in control of those, those variables and they will happen regardless of you putting energy into trying to decipher what's going on or not so you're better off just like letting it lie um, yeah. and that's what I've kind of done and even like with auditions that like, my agents put me forward for and I haven't had any feedback at all um, as to what's happened or why ha I might not have booked it I just I, I now just let it go whereas before I used to analyse it and analyse it and go to bed and think, oh God, it must have been that. No, I, I mentioned that word twice. That's why I didn't book it. You know, you, you start to just go mental. Yeah. You go insane. Mm. So, um, yeah, I, I, I've learned to, to to do that and just other coping mechanisms as well. And I, what really helped for me um, uh, probably being like, you know, work, working out a lot. So I trained quite a lot. I'm into fitness anyway. Um, but I find like, once I've done an audition or a casting, switching off from that, so going for a swim afterwards is quite good, like mm -hmm. a release of that that energy. Um, and then after you get out of the pool, you can be like, okay, right, let's start fresh again. And again, just going to the gym, just having an hour to yourself, not speaking to anyone. You know, there's so many things you can do, and a lot of the time it is just that that energy that has to go yeah. somewhere because there's such a build up when you perform or when you have to submit a, a self tape, and it's quite demanding. People who are in industry don't understand that it's yeah. a real it's a real strain on the body and on the mind. It's not just a mental thing of learning the lines. You put your body and your soul into it. That has to go somewhere, right? So um, I can understand why there's a lot of people who are actors uh, who are into self-care and meditation and, you know, yoga and Pilates because you have to really protect yourself and it's, it's quite important. And so I just, sure. yeah, I've, I've basically utilised those, those um, tools in order to deal nice. with that. But yeah, how how far into your acting journey? God, I feel like I've said journey a hundred times already. <laughs> it's because I said um, journey probably. <laughs> <laughs> how how many years into, I guess, trying to forge your career? Yeah, did it take you to get to that realization that you just need to let it go, and stop overanalyzing? Oh, <laughs> Not that long, Danny. To be honest, I, I I so I oh god so finished drama school 2015 2017 I think it took a, at least at least three years at least three okay. years um of you know attending castings and auditions and since for, after drama school I was very much like focused and I was like right okay I'm gonna like book a lead in like a series now and I, I was very much like drama school kid you know you just think you're just gonna go run into something amazing straight away um and then, yeah, I didn't. And I had a few knocks. I booked some cool gigs, but I also had quite a few knocks, as you know. And, you know, that's just a part of the, you know, part of being an actor. It's just it's just part and part of it. Um, but, yeah, it took, it took about three, three, four years before I've now, before I've got to this point of just letting things go. And you feel a lot okay. better for doing that. Yeah, and I think that's, um, I think that's the thing that I want, the main thing that I want anybody, any actor that stumbles across this podcast to take away is that, you need to get to a point where you're not focusing on the outcome of the audition because yeah. you'll just end up in a world of mental pain if that's all doom, you yeah. focus on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
Cool. Well, I mean, it sounds like you're in a really good headspace now when it comes to, I guess, the pitfalls of auditioning, etc., which is which is great to hear. Um, you started to talk about looking at work further afield. So how, I mean, I can definitely empathize with that because I'm doing the same thing by moving to the UK. Yeah. What, what's, what's spurred the, I guess, desire to look at LA as a market? I mean, you, you know, living in London and in a world of self tapes, you don't necessarily have to be over there anymore. So I, no, I don't. I don't. Do you know, I was actually approached by a US agent, um, which is okay. why this has kind of happened. So I've got a UK agent who's exclusive, mm -hmm. so to UK. But um, yeah, I, I was I've been, I was approached um, by a US agent and having spoken to my UK agent and just got the clearance on it and all of that's fine. So um, and they were like, look, you know, we we love you, like your look. We've looked at your what you've done, the work you've done, your portfolio and stuff. And we are very much keen in having you over here with us because we think we'd be really good at trying to push you over here you've got like a really good um setup which i think would work quite well for our market but you need to be here and i was like oh no because <laughs> i'm based here right? i'm based in london of course um so um because their whole thing was you know the industry moves so quickly there so you could be auditioning and then you know book book a you know be a commercial or a series and be required to be you know in LA or another state within the space of three days. So it's it's so mm -hmm. fast, and, and a lot of the casting directors need you to be there and available. Um, so yeah, and that's and that's how how that kind of happened. And so I've just from that from that I've just been in talks with them about how we go about doing that. Um, and I've been sent through some castings and self tapes to kind of get the ball rolling. So it's been a lot. It's been a lot. Um, it's definitely a journey. It's exciting, but it's it's um, it's a whole process, and it's not even me as well because I've got myself, but I've um, I've got a two year old as well. Yeah, I didn't even mention I've got a I've got a two year old. We had a two year old in lockdown, a little baby, um, and um, my other half, my wife actually, she lives. Um, we live we live here together, obviously in the UK as a family. So um, it. it it's a whole upheaval isn't it it's a whole yeah like what what do we do right what's the what's the process so that's what i'm working with my like, agent agent through now and just trying to work out like what does that look like what does that look like moving mm -hmm. your family back over to the us or um would you would they stay here would you be back and forth like it's just it's so much to navigate and so yeah wow and how does your that. um how does your wife feel about the potential of moving internationally for your career <laughs> well she she's uh she's in two minds she, she's excited about it but she's also mm -hmm. um she's also apprehensive because she's she thinks it's going to happen really quickly and she's just like oh what do we do about this what do we do about that and i'm explaining to her it takes a long time it's a whole process mm -hmm. um so I think she's, and she also worries a lot more than I do. I'm quite chilled. I'm just like, oh, you know, it'll work out. If it needs to happen, it'll happen. And she's like, no, but how do we put that in order? We've got to put that in order and stuff. And so I think she's a bit more worried um, mm -hmm. or, or also apprehensive than I am. But she's excited and, you know, um, yeah, I, I just encourage her that we, let's just go with the <laughs> <That's> <laughs> but, she, but she's generally it. supportive of the yeah. idea, obviously, by the sound. Yeah, yeah, she's. Yeah, she generally is, she generally is supportive of the idea, um, mm -hmm. uh, but again, it's just like you know those questions of like you know a little one's in nursery, so where do we place her? And it's just like 
it's a lot it's, yeah. it's, it's a lot but I, I tend to try and like step back from everything because otherwise it just becomes so all-consuming so I try and yes. step back and go okay breathe like baby steps yeah people do do it so yeah you know. well they do but I mean it also sounds like you're kind of on the precipice of something at the moment which sounds really exciting I mean I think you know when we're starting out as actors getting an agent becomes very consuming in the first instance because I guess we feel that having an agent is what will I guess maybe validate that we are you know an actor Um, so to have an agent reach out to you specifically without having have done any work is is pretty exciting and I remember listening to a podcast um with uh, a friend of the, of a friend of mine here in Australia who interviewed, I think it was her. Anyway, I listened to a podcast here and um, it was an interview with an American agent. And one of the things that particular agent said was, don't, don't try to, don't reach out to agents. Mm. Agents, when you are at the right point, agents will know who you are and agents mm. will contact you to be a part of their book. So what yeah. we'll talk can you tell me about that experience of, I suppose, an agent contacting you directly and, and the feelings that kind of came with that? Yeah, um, it was actually really nice. I, my UK, okay, so my my first, my first UK agent reached out to me directly as well. And that's because I had, um, I just booked a, I did a, I did a guest spot on MTV in the UK as, as a VJ, as a host. So when I did mm-hmm. that, um, the agent got in contact with me uh, through that because they saw me on TV and they're like, oh, you know, we're, you know, we're a presenter slash VJ um, agency. So we want to get in contact. So that was my first UK agent. But my second one, I actually contacted myself. So my mm-hmm. when I moved on from that agency because they were primarily for presenters and VJs and I wanted to move into acting, I actually put the word out to get in contact with, with my UK agent. Um, but the US agent, um, but I'm now in talks with they contacted contacted me directly, and um, it was actually really nice. It was a nice feeling. It's nice knowing that um, the, the work that I was doing had some validation because <laughs> you just don't mm-hmm. know. You don't know. You do stuff all the time. And you're just like, oh, that was great. But I don't know. It's, it's such a weird thing, I guess, because in acting you don't have, you know, I guess like appraisals or ha- you know, if you're in an office, you don't really have promotions as such there's not that structure so to know that you're being acknowledged it was lovely it was really nice and um kind of gave me an encouragement to know that this is it's working I guess and yeah. basically to keep doing what I'm doing um but um just slight digression but what I was gonna say yeah my first agent uh, my first official acting agent I reached out to in the UK but um yeah, yeah my US one reached out to me so yeah yeah well I mean it it sounds really exciting anyway just to I guess have that. I, I guess, but I think as actors, we're always looking for validation. Um, yeah. Because we don't get it because we audition and we don't hear back and, and whatnot. So yeah. I can imagine that that validation would have been kind of really reaffirming that you're on the right path, which is which is great. Um, so I'm keen to, I guess, understand with you as an actor, being that you're working. Sorry, that you're an actor full time and you're not taking on other work at the moment uh, sorry I say at the moment like you will do it <laughs> yeah. <at some> <laughs> uh, <laughs> <You're>... <laughs> don't get too comfortable 
might not laugh for, <laughs> that's, for that's obviously not what I mean. Um, no, 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 you up, Danny. <laughs> do you do you do you rely heavily on your agent to bring you work, or are you doing stuff in the background every day to um, progress your career as well? Yeah, really good question. I do you know I I'm such a proactive person. I've always been like very much. I have my agent who I uh, obviously book stuff for me and I'm in contact with primarily on a daily basis. Um, but I use all my realms of connectivity. I'm on Instagram a lot. I'm on social media. I, I connect with a lot of people on Twitter. Um, a film that I worked on the year before last um, was through someone that I met, a director that I met on Twitter and uh, had a chat with and they were casting um, for a film and he remembered me and he was in touch with the casting director and I booked it that way so wow, okay. um, yeah so I, I'm very much in tune with what's going on um, as an actor I think you have to know about your field you have to know who your key key people are who's, who are making films that you like who are making mm -hmm. programming that you like um, I think it's really important to be proactive I think a lot of people uh, a lot of actors um, and I was in that realm of acting uh, realm of actors as well but I think a lot of them do sit back and expect their agent to bring them everything. And it's not always the case. I think you have to be very proactive as an actor and see what's out there, see what's happening, you know, uh, attend events where, where possible, try and network where possible. Um, it is in your agent's interest, but then it's also in, in your interest to book stuff and bring that to your agent. And I've done that before where I've gone, Reese, like, you know, this director has been in contact about this film or whatever, like, what do you reckon? And it's been, because it's collaborative, isn't it? And I think you have to show yeah. initiative as well um so yeah i use a lot of i use a lot of platforms and also people that i've worked with in the past um often come back and they're like oh we're shooting this you know would you be interested in this and yeah, yeah i think it's definitely a two-way process i think you know your your agent is there um primarily for you but they've also got a lot of other actors on their books and it's important for of you course. to be proactive and to you know to steer your own career so mm -hmm. yeah is there any um i guess tips or advice that you would give around that um, networking and, and building connections um, for other actors that, that might just be sitting and waiting for the phone to call, phone to call, the phone to ring? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think what I would say is probably, um, I, think, I, I think what I would say probably utilize um, social media and social platforms. They're a really good aid, um, I found anyway. A lot of cast and directors are on there um a lot of production teams are on there especially on twitter like follow like follow key people follow you know directors that you like or that you'd like to work with casting directors who are involved in those tv shows that you love and that you want to mm -hmm. be a part of um or you know if, if it's fear to follow those fear to directors or, or casting teams um and just just know when productions are happening you know if there's a new series that's going to be shot next year find out who's behind it you know find out um who's casting it um, and if you have the right content in front of you, as in like if you've got the right showreel um, that you're comfortable with and confident with, then you know send it over to them and just be very open. Um, yeah. Let them know roles that you've played before, where where it might work. Um, I don't know, just kind of be involved in storylines. You know, if, if there's yeah. a show that you like um, and you see that there's a family in there, and you're like, oh yeah, I could be part of that family. You, could, you can speak to the cast and directors or try and get in contact and say, I've seen this show, I really love it. Are you casting a brother at some point? Is there, you know, just just be very proactive. Just be very proactive. Yeah. Um, I think I think that's yeah. really. Um, 
I, I, I've lived in the UK before and, and I think it's, I, I, but, but I wasn't really focusing on acting at the time. Um, so, but in Australia, I think we have, there is a lot of um, hesitation about, yeah. about reaching out to people all the time because it feels like you might be bothering them. Um, which, yeah. you know, um, do you, do you think that that's a kind of similar attitude with actors in the UK? So they don't, so you don't yeah. necessarily put yourself out there all that much? Yeah, I think, I think it can be similar. I feel like, I think it's, I think just, you have to be quite tactful. What I mean by that is, mm -hmm. you know, um, don't, what's the word? Only contact people if you have something only contact people that you need to speak to if you've got something to say so mm -hmm. what i mean by that is if you've got a show to promote if you've just you know created something new or you're in a film that's coming out soon or you've created a short film or you're in a theater show that maybe they could come along and, and attend or mm -hmm. just just have something to say you know i think a lot of times people get contact especially if you're a producer or a director or a casting assistant or a casting director with a lot of actors with, without much to say. And it sounds really harsh, but um, unless you have something that's gonna grab someone's attention where they'll go, oh, that's interesting, or that's different, um, then it might feel like you're bugging them. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I hope that makes sense. I don't know, it's really hard to explain, but... Um, no, it does. I think, yeah. I think like I have, you know, a lot of actor friends here in, a, in Australia and I, you know, I find it really interesting because there's always, like, whether it's reaching out to trying to get an agent or, or contacting casting directors, there's, there's always like an attitude, attitude's the wrong word, but there's always, I guess, this attitude of, oh, I can't do that until I've done this thing, or I can't do that until mm -hmm. I've got one more thing. So people don't put themselves out there as much. Um, yeah. But, you know, the people, I think people that get further in life are the ones that, you know, take the risk and go, hey, this is something I've done. Take a look. What do you think? Um, rather exactly. than just sitting back and, and waiting. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's obviously working out well for you. Yeah, I, I, noticed... I feel like, uh, yeah, go on. No, no, go. I was going to ask no. a different question. So if that's yeah, a similar no, thought. I was say, I, yeah, no, no, I was just going to say, I think it's to, just to add to that, it's just like, you know, I feel like, especially with, being an actor you can build up so much anxiety around what someone's going to say as and without knowing what they're going to say does that make sense like yes you, you might preempt the response which that which have not even happened yet so you can't guess what someone's going to say back to you you can't you 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 have no idea what someone's going through in the morning what someone might look at and go oh, that's amazing you can't decide yeah. or judge for someone else um but at the same time don't send an email every three days like Send an email with what you've done so far or inviting someone to, you know, a showcase, etc. But let it lie. Mm -hmm. Give it a few months. If there's no reply, then just let it lie for a few months. So maybe come back with something new, you know, in three months' time and say, okay, I, you know, I got in contact three months ago. You know, I'm now doing this project. How do you feel? But I think it can get naggy, you know, if, if you have nothing to say and you're contacting the same person every three days. I think that's where it becomes like, okay, this is not working, you know? So yeah. I think you know my, my kind of points there are you know have something to say and um don't contact the person too often especially if they haven't yeah, replied to what you said the first time around of course yeah of course so i also noticed uh from your from your email that you sent that you have also created your own short film um yes, or created yes. your own work 
how did yeah. you find that process? Um, and what was the, I guess, the catalyst to do that? Yeah, so I, I've always wanted to create my own work. Um, to, and that's one of the fearful things. I'm quite a gregarious, I'm quite a, um, what's the word? Um, I'm quite a vocal person. I'm not, I'm not a shy person, I'll put it that way. But it's okay. something that's kind of scared me for a, a while. And I've always gone, oh, I've, wanted to, I've always wanted to make a film or I've always wanted to shoot something, but I've never really had the confidence to do it. I've always gone, oh, maybe my writing's not great or maybe this isn't great. But um, during lockdown, I got to speak to, I don't know if you know this, but a lot of casting directors, a lot of people um, in production, because they just weren't working, um, opened themselves up to, you know, uh, live Zoom calls and live Zoom talks and such. And I got to speak to a guy called Mark Summers, who runs an agency. Um, and I spoke to him about, like, what I wanted to do. And he said, Steve, just do it. Life's too short. Just do it. Put it out there um get get a team together people that you've worked with in the past you've probably got quite a few contacts um and so that's what I did I spoke to like a, a pool of creatives I'd worked with before um and I'd written something already um and I sent it out to a couple of writers who I know as well um yeah and, and then just just shot it basically <laughs> so yeah, cool. um yeah I think it's just just you just have to do it you just have to do it and it was actually so much fun and I learned so much and realize how much of a hard process it all is and how long it takes and even in post-production how long that takes uh it's, it's actually encouraged me to be a lot more patient when i'm waiting on content myself from different people <laughs> so i realize how long it takes so yeah it definitely can it definitely can take a while um how when, once you kind of shot that and i assume you submitted to festivals etc is that something that you then used as a con like hey look casting Look at the look at yeah. the thing that I've created and and the awards that it's made or got or yeah no I did I did I mean I def I definitely did use it um I um used it when I was contacting like different teams or like say for example when I'd speak to casting directors that I'd worked with previously just to give them an update as to what I've been up to just to keep them keep them keep myself on their radar um. Mm -hmm. You know, I'd say, oh, you know, I've just produced this short um, and it's about this. Um, have a look. Da, 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 da. So it's I think it's also because it shows that you are pro proactive and it shows that you are interested in what you're doing. Yeah. Um, it's quite important to be involved in all aspects of production and know about it anyway, because it really helps inform when you are an active actor on set. It helps to know about all the other components that you're involved in. Because it's yeah. a cog, isn't it? I mean, you, you know, you're a cog in a machine, rather. So it's important to know how all the parts work together. Um, 100%. So, yeah. Slight digression. I hope that answered your question. <laughs> no, you did. I, I do have a question related to that, though. So, yeah. you know, as uh, so I've recently shot and produced and directed and starred in my own short film. So I'm quite right. interested in, in, I guess, in the response to this <laughs> next question. <laughs> Did you wait until you'd done the festival circuit before you sent your film to casting directors or did you do it during the same process? That's a very good question. I, um, God, what did I do? <clears throat> I, I actually did it at the same time. So uh, as you know, with regards to submitting to festivals, a lot of the time the, the content has to be offline. Um, yes. So I had a private link for festival submissions. Um, mm -hmm. But then with... Um, 
sending it through to um, casting directors and such or, or people that I'd worked with previously. Um, I submitted the same private link and obviously put a note saying that it's it's in the process of being submitted to festivals. So please keep private um, without releasing it online. It's a very it's a very tough one because it, you'd have to re- you have to really trust who you're who you're contacting and who you're submitting to. Um, yeah. so it won't be leaked etc um, but I, but yeah I did submit at the same time and, and to, to people who I wasn't sure weren't sure about <clears throat> I just submitted I just sent over short links or short clips rather um, mm. of parts that I really like and so now, you know this is really I can't send you the whole film but this is a small clip enjoy sort of thing yeah um, more of like a teaser um, yeah but um, yeah because the festival circuit can take quite a while so unless you're willing to wait, I guess, um, that length of time. Yeah. yeah. That's a good, it's given me something to think about because I, because <laughs> I'm really, because I'm really proud of the work that I've done and I'd, right. I'd quite like, I'd quite like to put it out there, but you know, I've, I've only got two months left in Australia, so I don't know. Um, oh, if there's I, much, I don't know if there's much point doing it here, um, right. <clears throat> but you never know. I mean, I could start doing it. We could start sending it to, I should send it to my UK agent and see what he, uh, yeah. see what he thinks. Anyway, it's not about me. It's about you, <laughs> but it, but it's a it's a good thing to think about because I've got other friends who have produced stuff who are probably you know sitting waiting because like I've got a, I did a short film a year and a half ago, well nearly two years ago now, and I've still not seen it, not not got any footage, but it's some of my best work. So okay. being able to use that would be phenomenal. But no. yeah, I'm I'm not the director of that, and I don't have control of the of the link, unfortunately. <laughs> um anyway digress um but look thank you so much for having a a chat with me it sounds like you're on a a really good path at the moment and um if you're still in the uk when i get over there i'd love to grab a coffee and and learn kind of kind of meet you obviously developing relationships as you say in uh in the acting world is yeah is uh is how it is how it's done like that was one thing i was was going to ask actually was Obviously, uh, you're you're really proactive in in finding work and connecting with people, but as actors, we're not always working. So, do you do regular kind of classes or scene work or anything like that to keep your muscle warm? Yeah. So I um I often do. I mean, that's a very good question. I do a lot of um pr- projects which are. Uh, short film based or helping friends who are also actors or production people um, I, I, I was doing quite a few classes and sessions but then I got really busy so a lot of class I did was pre-COVID so like 2019 which was like a mark, like an acting um, acting for screen workshop which basically talked about like you know acting for screen and learning about markers and um, and having scene partners and going over like techniques, acting techniques, but I haven't really done that for a while because I've just got super busy with like filming and acting and such. Yeah. Um, but um, my time at the moment has been quite limited because <laughs> I because I have got quite busy. But yeah. prior to that, um, a lot of the time what I found is being involved in anything that I can be involved in, be it productions that friends are doing, if it's a short film that they're shooting or writing, I will always go, do you need to be in it? Do you want me to produce? Like being involved in some component of, um, the industry is really important and keeping your skills sharpened even if it means like not being paid for a project for, for a friend for example I will do just to make sure that I'm still in the zone during quiet yeah. time yeah I hope that cool. helps no no of course of course I mean it's just keen to I mean obviously if you're working constantly and you um 
that that is keeping the muscle warm but i guess on yeah. those down times when you don't have the time obviously having a two-year-old child is going to take oh, yeah, up well, a, a lot of time as well <laughs> yeah. um so yeah amazing Stephen, thank you so much for joining me thanks um, danny it's obviously quite late there now so i should let you get to bed i, I really <laughs> appreciate you and uh, appreciate you joining me on Actors Making It. So, no good luck. So good luck with your journey you. to make it. And let's it. try and connect when you're here. Yes. Let's um, grab a drink. 100%. 100%. Yeah. All right, mate. Enjoy okay. the rest of your evening. Take care, Danny. Have a good one. Thanks again. Cheers. Take care. Bye bye.